So hi, Ebby. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at the SheHH podcast today. You are, okay, I'm about to list the many, many things you do. You are a mother, you are a wife, but you are a singer, a songwriter, a pediatrician. Yes, Miss Doctor, we appreciate you. You're a coach. You do multiple, multiple things and you wear multiple hats. But how would you introduce yourself to someone who's just met you for the first time? Wow. First of all, thank you so much for having me, Paula. Um, I have admired you and your podcast for so long, so it's an honor to be here today. Um, So how do I introduce myself? I will say that I am someone who has a lot of dreams, um, has had a lot of passion about various things, and I just like taking life by its horns and going for it, (laughs) having fun and being a blessing to people around me through all of that. That's how I will introduce myself. Oh, that's so nice. I know that definitely comes across. We've spoken a couple of times and that's definitely come across um, in my time speaking to you. Um, how, how would you describe the mu- music that you produce? So the genre, maybe the style of music that you create, how would you describe that to someone? I would say I do. So I, I love to experiment as well. And like many musicians, I do not like to be put in a box. <laughs> <laughs> However, I would say that we probably all veer towards a certain type of sound. And I think for me, that will be contemporary gospel um, with some soul and country. Yeah, <laughs> there's some funk in there. There's some funk. I hear Next that. In it. <laughs> so, yeah. So you kind of draw inspiration from different sounds. Absolutely. I do. I do. No, I love that. That's that's really that's really cool, and it's definitely evident in some of the singles that we've heard so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've been involved in music since a very very young 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 age, mm-hmm. but professionally actually going into releasing music, creating and releasing music, it's been a little bit more recent. Yeah. So right. could you actually just briefly tell us your musical journey so far and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So um, my musical journey is I've been singing all my life, like seriously. (laughs) I remember being as young as three or four years old, singing a song and then freestyling from the song. (laughs) And I think I went on stage to sing a song by myself as a solo um, singer for the first time when I was, I think, five years old. um, Wow. in church in the main (laughs) the adult section um I think it's just something I've always done and I didn't really think that I will do it professionally for several reasons because I was already doing it It was already part of what I did from my day-to-day you know um but in the last couple of years especially during the pandemic um I felt God calling me to do more with it and it's a long story but essentially um you know the way most most people were going back to their hobbies or learning new hobbies and learning new skills and everything was sort of blowing up online with multiple activities that we're all free to do (laughs) yeah Um, so that happened during the pandemic for us as well and my sister first of all enjoyed and invited me to join her on a 30-day um 
voice training um, song with um, a well-known um, voice trainer. And then after that, then um, I invited her to join me on another challenge that was for Christian um, singer-songwriters, but people who people who were like me and were really early um, with their songwriting. Um mm-hmm. And it was just this call to just come together, learn about it, get better at it, and and mm-hmm. you know know what God could do through us with our music. Um, so that essentially just changed things for me because I thought, yeah, I was just going to, oh my, my first love <laughs> that had had fallen by the wayside during mm-hmm. medical school and getting married and the kids and all that. I just thought, oh, I was going to give some time back to my first love and just enjoy yeah. it. Um, but in the middle of all of that, um, I remember writing songs and just, you know, feeling this passion again and joy about it all but I remember one night in particular I went to bed and then woke up to use the loo in the middle of the night and somehow had this download of a full song <laughs> and I had to stay up and sing it all more like whisper singing <laughs> into my phone so I didn't wake my husband up but I remember just being really excited um about because I think a lot of songwriters, what we do is we we start we start a song and never finish it or mm. have an idea and never actually write the song. But yeah. actually <clears throat> write a song in like five minutes from beginning to end is amazing, you know. <laughs> Very so so that happened and I was really excited about it. And all of a sudden I then started to feel really frustrated about it because I was like, well, why am I so excited when no one is going to hear it? <laughs> and what was the point of it all? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I had an epiphany that actually maybe God was giving me the song so people could yeah. actually hear it. And that started me on this journey um, to begin to do more with my music. And, and it was amazing because thinking back now, it was like, it was a setup, right? Yeah. <laughs> it really was. I was say, when we first spoke, that was one of the things you had said. You were like, I was divinely set up by God. I didn't go out saying, oh, this is what I'm going to do. He gave me a song in my, in, my, in my sleep. And I was like, yeah, this is the way to go. <laughs> it really was because I think over the years, I, I mean, in the past, I wrote a song. Um, this was early years of medical school. Mm-hmm. I wrote a song and and went to a studio and recorded it. Okay. And it was beautiful and I loved it. And it's actually on my website. I've never released it, but it's on my website. But I remember trying to put it online um, and I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> oh, and, wow. I, and I did nothing with the song, literally. And that was the, the story of... of in the past, that was a story I had in the past because I needed a lot of help. I didn't know who to go to. Mm-hmm. And I, I gave up really easily. But now I was part of a community already of people who were doing it. And it was so easy to just ask people who who produces for you and who does this for you. And yeah. it was readily available. So it, it was like a setup because when I finally decided to go on, there was everything I needed and it, it yeah. wasn't hard, which is great because when God calls you to do something, he provides what you need already. And That's that was true. just an amazing example of, you know, how God works. So, yeah. <laughs> That's really encouraging about how, when God 
gives you a vision, gives you a, a calling, provides you a path that says this is for you. He will also provide the things that you need alongside the way. Absolutely. It reminds me of the scripture that says, seek him first, mm-hmm. because once you do seek him, all these things will be added as well. He knows you need these things. He knows you need a producer. He knows you need a studio, cover art, you know, other, you know, back, back in vocalists. Yeah. He's not going to say, yeah, do it all yourself, you know, be, be filming yourself on the camera, Ooh. be editing the pictures. He's not saying you have to do that, but he's saying seek first, come to him first with just the song. Absolutely. Provide all those things. And um, I'm just really encouraged by the fact that you, were able to find this community online on social media during the pandemic. And obviously the pandemic was a very interesting time, especially for creatives and using socials and community groups um, Mm. to connect to like-minded people who don't necessarily live near you. And um, you mentioned that there was a group of creatives on Facebook that was doing, you know, um, singing challenges and different things to do with music that you now suddenly had to your fingertips. Mm. What advice could you give to people that are trying to find those communities as well? Like, where can they look for them and how can they be active parts of those communities? I will say that it's really easy now, first of all, because there is this algorithm called Facebook (laughs) and the Internet. Yeah. And it is... um, bizarre and a bit creepy how (laughs) when you start searching for something um you just get like five Mm -hmm. or ten appearances of groups doing it on the same day (laughs) that Facebook starts to show you but yeah anyways this this um community I'm part of is called Kingdom Music Academy um on Facebook um it is run by um someone called Brad Goldemond who it's amazing. We all say thank you, Brad, for stepping out in faith because when he did it, it was a, it was a step of faith for him. Um, yeah. But a lot of us have been blessed, and a lot of people have stories like mine who have learned a lot and are able to step out in faith because he took that first step. Um, yeah. But one of the things that is great about being part of the community is that you all also end up being part of other communities because different communities are great at doing other things around music as well. Um, And part of your job as the head of a community is is, um, web, you know, networking, you know, when you invite other people who are great um, at certain aspects that you know your community will need. Um, And you connect those people up and... I'm now part of like several communities um, because Facebook keeps showing them to me. <laughs> but, also, <laughs> but also because um, you you grow you grow your network when you are part of a community. Yeah. Um, so the advice I would give is it's easy. Number one, number two is just search for them. Search for music groups. There's lots of Christian music groups. So you can search for Christian songwriters, Christian music groups. And even in your community, there, there'll be people that um, that will be available. Um, it's It might take a while to find people that you can actually meet up with face-to-face. Mm-hmm. But absolutely start up with, with the online communities first. And in time, you'll get to know people around you that will support that vision as well. That's really encouraging and very true, especially when you are in places where you think there is no one else physically that you can actually link up with. That yeah. online space might be the first stepping stone before you are connecting with them in in real life. 
Um, that's really good. Thank you for sharing. I'm excited to get into the music specifically. So obviously this is a music podcast and you are an artist. Um, and so I did a little dig through Spotify, just looking at some of the singles that you've released so far. And I thought that it made sense to start with the single that dropped this year, 2022, mm-hmm. Hope. Yeah. And it's from the, um, it's the title single of the upcoming album. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Can you tell us about how this song came to be? How did you write it? How did you put it together? Okay, that is, are you are you sure we have time for this? <laughs> the bullet point version, the bullet point version. It's like stories, the short version, media. Media version. <laughs> Well, so I started to write this song um, in the first half of medical school, and it's titled Hope, and it is an upbeat song. Yeah. And everyone who listens or watches the video on YouTube um, will, I think most people, I think everyone really (laughs) that has watched it has said, we communicated joy. Yeah, definitely. And that is a huge part of what I wanted to do with my music. So that is just amazing to hear. Um, The backstory, though, (laughs) is not so joyful, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, But it's amazing, though, isn't it, that songs that are beautiful and and songs that are a blessing can come from places that are not when you're passing through them, right? Yeah. So... At the start of medical school, I, I was I was um, in a church and something happened <laughs> um, and I had to leave. Mm. And in, in short, I didn't feel like I was welcome. I think in life, especially when there is a calling on your life, mm-hmm. um, some people may not see that calling in you mm-hmm. and that's really important because we need to not wait for everyone around us to confirm that there is a calling on us if yeah. you feel called there will be some people absolutely it's, it shouldn't be just you <laughs> <laughs> I mean God will confirm his word using multiple witnesses yeah but not everyone will see that in you Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to recognize that and go to go with what you feel God is calling you to, in yeah. spite of not everyone agreeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a situation like that where I had to leave my church because it felt like they were saying I couldn't do what, what I felt God was calling me to do. Um, and the difficult part was... I, I, I wanted to do it to be a blessing. I wanted to do it to, to win souls. I wanted to do it to be the light that mm-hmm. they teach us to do, right? And I do not understand why they didn't say that. But, but most difficult thing, or should I say the most difficult thing was also that I, I, I had to leave my friends as well. Mm-hmm. Even the people who saw it, even the people who encouraged yeah. me, yeah. I had to leave them because I couldn't ask them to leave that church as well. Um, and I felt really alone. And it was a really difficult time for me. Um, so I went to another church and um, I remember joining the choir there as well. And 
they were having a concert called Hope. <laughs> and um, I think a week, it was, it was actually really close to the concert, but all of a sudden I was inspired to why not write a song called Hope? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, and so we could sing it at this concert. Um, so the, the, there are some lines in the song that says, um, you are my hope in the middle of night when no one's around, you are my hope. Um, I've looked to the north and south, no help around, you are my hope. It, it was because I was feeling that way that period, you know, feeling yeah. really alone <laughs> and looking to God because God was my hope at that time. Mm-hmm. So that was the story essentially. And it, it, it's really just to encourage people to know that even times when we pass through difficulties, yeah. when we feel alone, God is there for us. God is our hope and will be the person to bring us out of that situation, even into more beautiful things. So yeah, Yeah. that's the story behind that song. That makes so much sense. And thank you for sharing. It's interesting um, when you were saying, oh, you know, like the song is called Hope, um, but the situation wasn't so great when it came. And I was like, no, but that makes sense. Because if you think about it, and the Bible says, um, the Bible talks about who hopes for what you already have? Like, mm-hmm. who hopes for what you already see? Like, the whole point yeah. of faith, the whole point of hope is this thing has not happened yet, but I'm believing as if it did. Mm. And in the same way, like, if you had written a song saying, God, I need hope, you probably mm. were in a hopeless situation where you needed hope, you know? And it's, it's encouraging to hear that it can go on to be a joyful um, song for someone else. Mm. And even just, like, pay back that feeling and that time um, in multiple, multiple mm-hmm. um, times from then. So you might be in a period of time, but how many people have gone to, on to listen to it and be blessed by it has covered yeah. that, you know? Yeah, Reminds me of how literally nothing that we experience or go through is wasted. Like God mm. always replenishes it. And it's really encouraging to hear that yeah. in this song. Yeah. Um, is that the reason you thought to name the whole album coming out Hope as well? Or is it like there was other songs that also related to that theme? Yeah, absolutely. The, I think I picked all my songs that I picked for this album yeah. all really to hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought at the very start of it with the pandemic and all that, I thought it was um, important to spread yeah. hope in a time when a lot of people felt hopeless. Um, so the songs that I wrote in the last couple of years and the songs that I picked that that has started to write ages ago and that I finished and then picked for the album all have to do um, with the theme of hope. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I love when there's albums that are like around a theme. It makes it easier to go through the whole journey of it. Mm. So looking forward to hearing that. Yeah, um, I wanted to, yeah, <laughs> I wanted to go on to um, what might be my favourite song of yours, or mm. so my favourite single at least. I was going through the whole Sophie um, earlier today. And um, I really like On His Mind. Mm. <laughs> the reason I really like the song is because it kind of reminds me of like the old school American gospel songs that I kind of grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nicole Mullen, like old school Mary Mary, like... You know, um, I feel like even like the Clark sisters and people like that. I remember just listening to them. I was just like, this feels like that. And I remember how that was my introduction to Christian music in general. Obviously, there was there was so much more now and so many different genres, but that was my introduction to it. And I think that that was reminiscent of that. Um, What can you tell us about how the song came to be? How did you write it? And what uh, was the production process like? And even getting it recorded. 
Yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> and thank you for saying that because I grew up with the same influences, right? Um, definitely Nicole Simulin and, and lots of people like that. Um, Yolanda Adams. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so this song I actually wrote, um, I think a year or two after I left secondary school. Oh. So ages ago. <laughs> Um, I wrote, I had a first verse, the chorus and the bridge. I didn't have a second verse. Um, but even with just those parts, I sang it in church a couple of times and okay. then as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's always been a favorite song of mine as well. Um, and it came about cause I, I, I was in college at that time back home in Nigeria and, um, those days we, I would say not a lot of uni uni students worked <laughs> like we do here. You go to school and your parents send you pocket money is, is what we called it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they send you monthly allowance. And um, many of us had the experience <laughs> of going through our money really quickly. <laughs> And then having to leave hand to mouth or leave on faith <laughs> for yeah. the rest of the month till the next allowance comes into your bank account. Yeah. So um, I wrote this song because I grew to depend on God mm -hmm. and grew to, to just leave the line that I was on his mind because mm. there were times when I'd like, okay, God, like I'm seriously broke. I don't know. I'm going to survive till the end of the month, but I'm trusting you'll come through. <laughs> and he did. Um, mm. So, so the bridge where it said things like no money in your pocket. I'll look to Jesus. You live that. <laughs> no food on your table. <laughs> I'll look to Jesus. I lived it. <laughs> I lived it. I wrote it. I sang it. <laughs> People are like, wow, that's such beautiful lyrics. You're like, yeah, I experienced it. <laughs> but yeah, that was it, man. That, that's the story behind that song. Um, because, um, you know, the verse that says, if he, he watches the sparrows, he takes mm -hmm. care of the sparrows. Um, he takes care of them. He will take care of you, you know. Yeah. So I had to rely on the fact that God will take care of me those times when I felt I, I needed help. And he did. He did so that is the story behind that song <laughs> so, That's that's a really song. Yeah. <laughs> so how how I finished up the song actually was when I wanted to put it on the album I wrote the second verse um and then um I remember talking to my song coach about about the song and we talked about how I'll actually write it and then um the producer um Mark Walker he's He's actually well known to a lot of musicians in, you know, around the UK. Um, mm -hmm. He was the one who produced it for me. He's amazing at, you know, gospel, yeah. <laughs> contemporary gospel songs. He is it's like, that's his bread and butter. So I think he did that song so well. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that that was that was the story behind the song and the you know the process um, and the production. Yeah, yeah. The production is stunning, and even the songwriting as well. Um, like what you were saying, obviously it's coming from real lived experiences, and 
yeah, that that's always that always shines through when it's authentically true. Um, But like just for fellow um, songwriters and artists, especially those new in their journey, what advice can you give people that are trying to develop their musicality and maybe their songwriting skills as well? I would say don't do it alone. (laughs) Good. Um, Music is better when other people are involved. I, I think I wouldn't be where I am today if I, I didn't get people, get second eyes, a second second pair of ears on the song, you know. And, and you know, so th- this keeps amazing me every time I think about it. But even the song recently, um, I wrote it, it was a slow song. And every time I sang it, it was it was slow. I thought it was going to be a slow song. <laughs> and I sent it to my producer and it's like, A.B., this song needs to be fast. <laughs> sent it back to me fast. And I was like, this is amazing. Why didn't I think about that? <laughs> People always make it better. And I know we want to be like, oh, no, this is my song and it's precious to me. But let other eyes get on it. Co-write with people. Yeah. That is one way to learn. That is one way to grow. Um, absolutely co-write with people. Set up co-writes. Like set a target of having at least one co-write a month because you That's will grow cool. that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think one of the first things I did that really helped my confidence and my and my skill, because when I started out, I, I didn't I never knew I was gonna do this professionally, right? So when I thought I was gonna do this, I first went on a um song men like a songwriting mentoring program for six mm-hmm. months. And okay. the point was I needed to know that I was good enough. <laughs> well, I wanted to know that my songs were good enough and I, I wasn't fooling myself <laughs> um, because that can happen. Yeah. <laughs> and So I went to someone who had done this for years and this was their job and they were a Christian songwriter and they coached other songwriters as well. And he was a pastor as well. Okay. His name is Stephen Duncan. And it was a lovely six months. He went through a lot. And I remember towards the end, he was like, Amy, this is not a mistake. <laughs> you were still wondering. You are called. You know, oh. you are good at this. Keep going. And that that was amazing. But but that helps your confidence. And that helps you know what to do when, when yeah. you feel stuck as well. Um, and I'm not saying we all need to write in a particular way and stick to rules, <laughs> you know. Um, however, someone put it this way, rules are there to be broken. But when you want to break them, you should know you're breaking them on purpose. Not by accident, you know, that's true. So if you want to write a song differently on purpose, you will know that you're going to raise a few eyebrows and you'll be happy with it anyway. You will expect it. And you'll be happy anyways, you know what I mean? Um, So absolutely, I think everyone should go through some sort of program like that if they haven't been doing that for long, you know, if they they haven't Mm -hmm. been writing for long um, and you you were new to this and you want to start doing it for real, I would say definitely get into some sort of program um, where you get coached to one-on-one. You can do it in a group setting, absolutely. Me personally, I just liked the one-on-one, you know, where you get down um, and... I think there's also that fear of, I don't want to be too harsh 
um, in front of other people. Yeah. Um, I don't want to discourage, you know, but if it's a one-on-one, I, I loved what he said to me at the very start. He said, not everyone who comes to me leaves as songwriters. Some people realize it's not for them and some people re- Which is not about it. Yeah. yeah. Some people find out what they're actually meant to do. <laughs> so I was like, actually, this is great. You know, I, I'm not coming to someone who's just going to, you know, massage my ego and say, oh, you're a great songwriter. Well <laughs> <laughs> but someone who will tell me the truth, and he's done that to me in the past. Um, there was a song I sent to him. It was like, A.B., this, this is a great experiment. <laughs> you should let this song go. <laughs> a science experiment. He said, no. No, thank you. <laughs> so um, that really helped me. And that is yeah. definitely an advice I would give to everyone who's starting out. Yeah, that's really good. And even yeah. something linked to what you just said, um, you've mentioned having a song coach going on this program. You're also a coach yourself. What does that actually mean? So for like in layman's terms, um, what does it mean to have a song coach in or a music coach in this industry? And like what kind of services do these people usually provide? So, first of all, (laughs) I had a lot of resistance (laughs) when I thought about what I wanted to do to serve other artists or people around me. And I I felt great resistance to using the word coach because I was like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Um, However, I'll tell it this way. So I went on a, on a webinar recently and this guy was talking about sell what you know. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be anything special, just sell what you know. (laughs) So coaching essentially is helping people achieve their goals in different areas. So Mm -hmm. people are really niching down currently, like, there is this person who her expertise is teaching other coaches how to introduce themselves to potential clients. And that is what she does. Mm. And she does it well and gets paid to do it. That's a um, need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's lots of different things that you can coach people about. Me, essentially, when I started all of this, I didn't just get a songwriting coach. I also had a music business coach. And I'm the sort of person who, so like the way I started when I said I take things by the horns and go for it. Um, If I want to do something, I just want to read up all the information about it. I want to learn all I can about it and know how to do it properly. Um, So I didn't, I, I, got into a lot of courses and learned a lot of stuff. And because I'm still in these communities, I see people that are struggling and need help and, and they didn't do what I did. And I essentially want to help them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be different for a lot of people because they need help in different areas. Um, So, I mean, I've come up with a program that's, will lead people through different topics, but essentially is to help people feel more confident Mm -hmm. with their music, um, have more of a plan on how to make greater impacts with Mm -hmm. their music and to also make their music 
sustainable. Okay. Um, currently, I am earning from my work as a doctor and putting that into my music, but I want to get to the point where my music pays for my music. Um, <laughs> so good. So good. Sorry. Um, because I also have a family to feed and these kids grow and become more expensive to, to raise and to feed. Apparently, apparently that's until they're 18 as well. So. <laughs> no, it doesn't end when they're 18. My dad paid for my wedding. <laughs> Not end when they're 18. It's a lifelong thing. <laughs> so. I'm trying to get my parents to fund my holiday. So you're very much right. Yeah, you're right. Pretty much. I need to make my music business sustainable. So I need a plan on how to make that happen. And everyone needs plans. Everyone needs help with their music. You, you, it's not something you do alone. Mm-hmm. So that is essentially what I do as a coach. Wow. And I kind of, I want to, I don't know how to say this in a light way, but considering like you're still relatively new, how did you feel confident enough to present that service? Just because like what you were saying about different people niching um, different things and then being experts in that thing. What gave you the confidence? Just because I'm really like intrigued. What gave you the confidence to feel like I can actually provide this service for people and do it really well? Yeah, that didn't come easy. (laughs) (laughs) So I tell people when I coach them that it's a process. Mm-hmm. You're not going to learn it and do it straight away. Music itself is so abstract and the yeah. music business itself is even worse. <laughs> um, so I started to learn about the music business and started to learn. So essentially what I learned when I started to think about how to make my music profitable Mm -hmm. was that you needed to think of it as a business and a business will have service or products that people will pay for. Currently no one pays for my music because it's on Spotify (laughs) and people listen to it for free. And if a, a shop did that where people went into a shop, they got a taster, they loved it and they just got to take the bag home without paying for anything. That shop will cease to exist very yeah. quickly. Very and that is essentially what we're doing with our music because no one pays for it. Um, sure, you can begin to earn, but you need to plan it. You need to think about ways, different ways that you can offer services or products, mm-hmm. which is where... Um, you know, you have different options. Coaching could be one of them. And it, as I said, there are many, many areas and niches you could coach on. Voice training, instruments, you know, how to play instruments. There's lots of different things. Me personally, I went with coaching because one of the reasons I wanted to be a doctor, not a surgeon, <laughs> was because I loved the interaction. <laughs> I don't like my patients being asleep when I'm dealing with them. <laughs> I've been awake. I love interaction. Yeah. And I just felt I had amassed a lot of knowledge that would be really helpful to people over the last several years. And I thought it would be great to share that knowledge in um, a in a structured way that would be helpful for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to learn about all of this and started to think about what I could potentially offer to people. Two years ago, 
<laughs> and started to learn about how I could possibly start doing it and mm-hmm. only started this year. So it wasn't just like a, you jumped into it. It, just, and it. it takes a while. That's that's all of music, right? I started to release, I started to work on my first album last year and it's still not finished and released. But that is it. You know, that that's how it works generally. So you just need to, to plan it. You need to have a plan mm. and then think about how to achieve that plan and know that it will take time. And that's great. That's actually really good because yeah. you need. There's a lot that you need to build up, and um, the confidence, the the platforms. <laughs> there's a lot of things you will yeah. need to have that you'll need to learn about, and you'll need to have in place before even starting to offer it as a service. Um, and mindset is a huge part of it. That's true. Um, impostor syndrome is real (laughs) and people have it I mean I had it as a doctor I have it as a doctor who will eventually be a consultant one day and I'm pretty sure when I'm a consultant I'll still feel like a pediatric trainee (laughs) and I'll still feel like I should have a consultant above me that is life everyone will have times when they feel like they're important you know Mm -hmm. they shouldn't be here I heard a story about a consultant who um, was called to an emergency. She got there and was saying, where's the real consultant? (laughs) Can a real consultant come here, please? And that made me feel really well because I'm like, actually, I think everyone goes through this. Um, You'll need to work on your mindset. This applies to everyone. It was amazing. I started to learn about marketing this year. And even in marketing, you need to have the right mindset. You need to have the right, even in fixing your prices and having the confidence, it's all mindsets. And that can take a while to get right. Um, It needs work in its time Mm -hmm. and you need a plan, but it is doable. Yes, obviously doable. That's really good. No, that's really encouraging to hear. And I'm honestly really enjoying this conversation. (laughs) I feel like even for me, it's been very just encouraging to say like, these are the things that you can do. Um, Mm. They will take time, but they will be worth it. Planning for it, it then comes um, comes into fruition and it's successful because you've not just rushed into it like out of excitement which is something I've been known to do a couple times um and working on that by God's grace (laughs) so that's really encouraging um in your bio you once said that you're passionate about using music to encourage people to keep going no matter what and to never give up or to give in I just really want to give you an opportunity right now to maybe share and talk about some of the things you're passionate about and maybe they are music related or linked to music or maybe they're just like life. But what are these things that maybe burn in your heart and you feel like, yeah, God has put me here to be a part of the solution to that thing? Mm. Such a great question. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where do I start? Okay, so yes, I am passionate about people not giving up people putting one step in front of the other and people to keep going mm-hmm. um really really passionate about that and that is probably because i went through that growing up yeah and in a way it builds your resilience it does um it, this is amazing but <laughs> When I see people who give up easily, 
it's probably because they haven't been through tough things in the past. So it's a bit weird looking at, looking at it that way, but people who essentially go through difficult situations in the past build their resilience and therefore have the capacity to succeed yeah. because they keep pushing through tough situations and eventually end up on the other side of it and succeed. Um, Lots of different stories. I mean, think about the guy. I'm, I've forgotten his name. Who's the guy who made the light bulb walk? Oh, he is. <laughs> is, it, is it Isaac Newton? No. <laughs> Albert he, Einstein. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll come to it'll, it'll come to us. <laughs> Wait, the light bulb. Thomas Edison. Yes, that's him. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> I had to redeem myself after I just disgraced myself in this interview. I'm talking about it. I couldn't remember the name of the person. You were but, like, no, sis, no, no. But he, he failed, what, 999 times? It took him a mm-hmm. thousand tries to make the bulb, light bulb work. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? And he was interviewed and asked this, what what did he feel like failing so many times? And he said, no, I actually didn't fail. I learned 999 ways that the light bulb wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is amazing. That even looking at failure, you can essentially change how you view it. Yeah. In such a way that will push you forward towards success. That's true. So I... So as, as a pediatric trainee, I see patients, teenagers, young children who are, you know, beaten down by life and come in with, you know, mood disorders or, you know, mental health problems. And you essentially wish that you could talk to them like real talk. <laughs> Um, the way our parents will talk to us. <laughs> oh my goodness. My dad was in the army and seriously, I, I, I don't think we we're allowed to even complain growing up back home. <laughs> I don't think we were even allowed. It'll be what? Get, get up. Keep going. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> just, just don't even complain, you know? Um, but I can essentially say that to them and I wish there was a way that I could communicate you keep going. Don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. Um, so I think music is a huge way that can communicate to lots of different people yeah. um, in different situations through different, even far reaching to different countries. And music is powerful mm-hmm. and is cut across every barrier. So I think that is such a, that is such a great tool that we can use and is what I hopefully is what I hope that even teenagers, young people listen and get that message that actually if they keep just pushing through, they will get to the other side. That's and funny. that is what I hope my music is able to communicate to all sorts of different people out there. Yeah, I think having an album like your first debut album called Hope is really catching and gripping of that so that's really beautiful um Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you, you've mentioned the debut album dropping soon, but outside of that, are there any cool projects that you're hoping to work on anytime soon or you're trying to release anytime soon? They might not even be music related, but anything you're just really excited to be involved in soon? So, yeah, I have a couple of projects. Um, um, I'm hoping to write a book at some point. Wow. <laughs> but to start off, I have a, um, a an ebook. Um, slash journal slash devotional. It can be all three, <laughs> and it's essentially an ebook that I I wrote um, about different stories in the past. Um, and you journal off those, um, you know, the the pages that I've written. It's a guided journaling um mm-hmm. ebook. But it also comes with some of my past singles um, okay. as well, because the themes are around these singles. So it's all it's all a package. Um, it's a great read. <laughs> um, people have loved it so far, and I'm actually um, offering that for free to people who join my community right now. I can give you a link for it. Um, but yeah, that's a taster of my story you know and I'm hoping to write more about how I transitioned from being a full-time doctor into music knowing nothing about professional music and actually going into it Um, and I really like the fact that you can then bounce off um, the idea that you can essentially go into what you feel called to what you feel passionate about even mm-hmm. though your your day job is something totally different Completely. you can do the same it doesn't have to be music like me but if there was something else that you were really passionate about that you thought god was asking you to do more of you could essentially veer into doing that little by little and making an impact with that as well um so I, i'm i'm going to talk about different points um different things that i did and you can do the same to start those um, side careers or side passion projects and, you know, things like that. Um, I'm also going to um, do an album release concert that I'm really oh, excited nice. about. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be in September. Um, really excited about that. Absolutely. You, you need to join my community. So you stay, <laughs> you stay in the loop, you get the dates, you get the dates. Um, and it's going to be streamed as well. So if you can't make it live, you can obviously join us online. Um, but absolutely really excited about that. That is the main project of the year for me, apart from the album coming out. Um, what else? I think that's probably enough. Oh yes. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> People who wanted to get involved with coaching, there is a free first call where I get to coach you on anything music related. So you can go to my website, um, go to the coaching page and click the schedule your first call um, and book some time with me and I'll get to know you and hopefully um, give you some tips on how to hit your goals. That's honestly amazing. It sounds like you have such an exciting like year up, like 12 months, 18 months to come. And yeah. I'm very excited to hear about it all. How can people stay in touch with your um, what you're doing and get involved in your community as well? Yes, absolutely. So um, you can find me on Facebook, Abia Guinea Music. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, Abia Guinea Music, Twitter, Abia Guinea. <laughs> um, 
You can also go to my website. It's abiaguine.com. Um, and please join my email lists where you'll get updated on new releases, possible merch, um, discounted merch. <laughs> Lots of things happening. So yeah, that th- those are your ways you can keep in touch. Amazing. So we're on to our last question, which I always love to en- end an interview this way because I feel like it's a nice thing to let the artist go away thinking about. But, um, you know, we're really passionate about legacy and where we find, um, where we believe that God is calling our story, our lives to um, encourage and bring people to him and how he's doing that. And so our question is here at CHH, what would you love, you know, one thing, two things that you would love people to remember you for, you know, is it the music? Is it your, your personality? Is it your joy? Is it your hope? Like what's the central thing that you're like, you know, I really put myself into this and I really pray that this is what people remember me for. Ah, such a great question. It's a big one. <laughs> yeah. So I, my tagline is Abia Guinea Music, bring in contagious joy and persevering faith. Wow. And essentially, I want people to leave um, after meeting me with joy, but I really also want them to to have persevering faith. And let me put it this way. So um, my backstory, essentially, and and I think this is really powerful. I'm going to just get down to really really being vulnerable now, just in case someone who has had um, a past that they might even be ashamed about, um, just in case that person is listening. So I had a medical condition growing up. At that time, it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even viewed as a medical condition. It was bedwetting, medical term nocturnal enuresis. I call it a medical condition now is because I see patients in mm-hmm. clinic for it. Um, but I never went to see a doctor for it growing up. <laughs> it was essentially managed at home um meaning it wasn't really managed you were just left on your own um and essentially I grew up thinking there was something wrong with me because everyone who went through the toilet training process got to a point where number one their body didn't produce as much urine at night therefore they didn't need to wake up to go to the toilet and number two if they needed to go to the toilet their body woke them up their brain woke them up. But apparently for kids like me, that didn't happen. We produce urine the same way we do during the day. And right now I have a king king size bed. Actually, maybe even there's a larger one than king size, right? That's the one I have. Yeah. And I sleep on the edge of it because I want to be able to just roll off and go to the loo in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I go multiple times a night. So I still don't really? think, oh yeah. Wow. I still don't think, I'm completely normal. <laughs> um, but also, that thing where you got woken up to use the loo didn't happen growing up. So there's, there is a lot of shame and there is a lot of emotional impact for the child and emotional burden, financial burden for the family. And people like me essentially grew up to have 
you know, confidence, lack of confidence issues. We, we essentially have a tough time. <laughs> um, and there's bullying. There's, there's lots yeah. of other things I wouldn't even mention. But that was who I was growing up. And this is who I am today. And I remember talking to a dear friend yesterday and she said, A.B., you are successful. And I was like, whoa, I don't <laughs> think of myself like that. But I want people to remember that that story is possible. Where you could have a past that you were ashamed of um, and you don't ever talk about and you still feel really so I, I was telling a dear friend yesterday that sometimes I still if people are talking about it I feel like I'm crawling up into a ball on the inside oh, wow. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um because you have this emotional reaction that is just automatic without you yeah. even but God can essentially bring you from that into this where you are over that you have grown in your confidence and you are able to be a blessing to others. That is the story that I want people to remember that it it, it is possible. They need to keep going. And I call it persevering faith because in life you will go through things and you'll need to push through. Mm -hmm. And that is the time where people give up. They give up, they get tired and give up. But it, the success and the, and the glory and the joy is just on the other side. And I want people to remember the story so they can push through yeah. into where God is calling them to. Wow. Wow. That's, wow. That's good. That's really good. Especially what you were just saying about even how, as a grown-up, conversations might trigger those exact memories, those exact feelings as a child, as a teenager. And you're a grown up, you're an adult. Like no one can come and smack you now and no one can come and tell you off. But you you, autom- you automatically like almost are transformed back into that point. And it, it really takes faith, persevering faith, like you said, to snap yourself out of it and say, no, I'm a grown adult now. Like yeah. that was then, this is now. I was yeah. then, this is now. And even just doing that is absolutely terrifying. I'm even just reminiscing of my own um, struggles where I'm like, if that was to be brought up in conversation, I'd be under the table because I'd feel really uncomfortable and awkward. But I'm aware that I'm, you know, the Bible talks us talks about us being new creations, new people, new beings, yeah. transformed and renewed. And it takes faith to believe that. It mm. takes a persevering faith because you will hear voices that say, nope, that's not true. Mm. It takes yeah. faith to remind you, no, it's true. It's very true. Keep going. It's true. And so just thank you for even being vulnerable and sharing your heart in this moment, because I think you really have blessed some people. And if not, mm. if no one else, nobody else on this whole earth, me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's really important to talk about things like this because people think they might be alone in going, going through what they're going through. Yeah. I think nobody understands what I'm going through or my situation is different, but actually it's not. And it's the exact same process. Just mm. keep going. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. This has been such a blessing. And I know that people that are listening and watching this are going to be very much encouraged. And we look forward to hearing from more from you really, really soon.
Thank you so much, AB. Thank you so much for having me. Really, really blessed by our conversation as well. Thank you so much, Paula. <laughs> Hi, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, make sure to leave a like rating wherever you're listening to this and to follow us on Instagram at shehhpodcast.